Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. I don't know who that is. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who. Have you ever seen a movie where a blonde guy goes, wow? Wow. It's Owen Wilson. David. <laughs> Today's episode, Ocean's Eleven. Hi, Allie. Hello. Hi, Kristen. Hello. I don't know why I'm always second, but hello. Because you're, you're second. Farthest away. I am the closest. We're going in alphabetical order. I come first if we go not in alphabetical order. It's true. Let's cut all of this. <laughs> People need to know. This poetry is <laughs> um, Today's episode is Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven came out in 2001. It stars George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon, Don Cheadle, Andy Garcia, Bernie Mac, and introducing Julia Roberts as Tess Ocean. I guess I should just watch movies with ensemble casts because I know like everybody in this movie. Really? It was really good. Not everybody, but like Almost everybody. Okay. Surely you'd never heard of Julia Roberts before. She was just, just, introduced, just introduced this movie. Yeah. yeah. Tessa Ocean is also like it doesn't roll off the tongue. No, I don't like that name. Like I know Tessa Ocean. You like, you have Tess, to but I hadn't I hadn't thought about pairing them together and I don't no. like it. You have to like make sure there's like a like a pause between the two. You can't just be lazy and say Tess Ocean. It sounds it stupid. Sounds Tess like she Ocean. probably had a better maiden name. Yeah, but we must invest. If you're writing a movie, you're not necessarily thinking, "Well, this name sucks," but she probably had a better maiden name. <laughs> you can just make up a better name that works for the movie. Well, what if, like, I don't know, what if that was the final straw that made her divorce Danny? <laughs> like she your just, name sucks. You just hated no, but her I feel like if now. you're gonna do that, it has to be like an actual like bad last name. Nobody calls her Tess Ocean. They just call her Tess, and that's a good name. Yeah, Tess is fine. It's fine. Julia makes it work. As Julia does. Yeah. She doesn't look like a Tess either. No, sorry, she doesn't look done. like a Tess. I'm sorry. I do like the name Tess. For any Tesses who are listening to this, like, God. <laughs> no, it makes me think my name. Like, no, Tess is it fine. It makes you think of Roswell, and I did not like Tess on Roswell. Okay. I never so. saw Roswell. Well, not surprising there. Not surprising. Anyways, it, I sort of, it made me wonder if this was just, like, a pleasure normal people get from watching movies, seeing familiar faces and names in new roles. You're learning. Is that is that a thing? Yeah. 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 That's how these things go. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. pretty like, and, and then it gets standard. to the point where you refer to the actor by like the role you associate them with the most. Uh huh. And then you'll watch a movie and be like, look at. When Sam Clapham was hired as Finnick O'Dare for the Hunger Games, I turned to my sister and was like, that's hot religious guy from Pirates! <laughs> because that's just what you... That's the only thing I'd seen him from. And I didn't learn his name for a long time. And then I would say, he's hot religious guy from Pirates and the guy who played Finnick in the Hunger Games. And then I learned his name. Yeah. When Daniel Radcliffe is in anything, people are like, look at the Harry Potter man go. The little Harry Potter man. The little Harry Potter man. Spreading his wings. It's fun. It is fun. Yeah. Because then sometimes you also it. sit there and you're like, oh, 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 I've seen them in something. I can see that. I usually, usually I'm really bad with even knowing celebrities by looking at them. I, I, I just, if you change your hair or anything or like put on different makeup, I just. You're not a person who frequently looks up celebrity heights and birthdays then. That's true. I don't believe I've ever done that. It's fun. You look at them and you're like, how old are they? Let's guess. <laughs> Who shares your birthday? We just filled in. <laughs> you knew that off the top of your head. That's, oh, I have like a bunch of celebrities. the okay. most excited anyone has been about Regis Philbin since like <laughs> 2002. 
<laughs> we just had the same birthday. And Billy Ray Cyrus, and Rachel Ray, and Blake Lively, and this actress, China Ann McClain, and this girl I sat next to in my computer class, but she's not a celebrity. Not but yet. She's a per- not yet. Watch out for Megan. <laughs> just Megan. <laughs> just Megan. <laughs> stage name. But I don't know anyone who has, like, my birthday and birth year. A work in progress. You don't look up which celebrities have your birthday? I used to know a couple, but I've forgotten them. <sighs> Do you know? Uh, Amelia Clark and I have the same birthday. It's disgusting because I love her. I know. <laughs> you are the worst. <laughs> it pleases me. Who's the, um, a friend of mine from college was born on the same day and the same year as, um, What's that swimmer guy? The guy Michael, Michael Phelps. Phelps. Yeah, Michael Phelps. That has all the gold medals. Yeah. And he and he's always like, we're like the same person. We've been on Earth the same amount of time. Look at how much he's accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> how little I have. Yeah. My friend and Justin Bieber had the same birthday, but mm-hmm. that's not as fun. No, it's Justin Bieber. So. That is fun. Um, anyway. Yeah. That was a side effect. Yeah. Movies with celebrities. Kind of into it. It's directed by Steven Soderbergh, whose name I recognize, but I couldn't tell you anything else that he's done. Are you? Yeah. It's I'm a name. A blank. It's a name I know. It sounds more like the the music guy. Exactly. I and I was wondering, like, is it just because it sounds like Steven Sondheim? Yeah, I think that's why I was like, <laughs> I know him, and then was like, no, I don't. Yeah. And also maybe like Steven Spielberg. Why are they all into why are they the all woods? Stevens? Isn't that Sondheim into the woods? I don't know. Okay. I think so. I think so too. I'm not don't don't fact check confidence. that. <laughs> don't don't fact no. You're oh, doing, she's doing it. She's doing it right now. You. We'll cut it if that wasn't accurate. Ocean's Eleven, based on the Rat Pack movie from 1960, starring Frank Sinatra as Danny Ocean and Peter Lawford, Sammy Davis Jr., and Dean Martin as well, who are all people I knew from growing up because my mom and my grandma were both really into the Rat Pack, and I've never seen the original. Kristen, have you? No. I Kristen was promised not. one whole point for catching up David Trivia. I was promised ten, but I knew it wouldn't happen, so I didn't watch it on principle. One whole point, and just didn't make it happen. Did you do it, Hallie? I forgot. Oh, but I, I was actively remembered and was like, uh, effort. <laughs> I would like to watch it. I would like I to watch forgot. it, too. I bet it's great. I like, I like all those people. It is by it's Stephen another, Sondheim. It's another yes, nailed it. It's Told a it's another heist, but it's a heist that's also got Frank Sinatra. It sounds great. That's all you really need. What else? What else would you want? They probably sing at some point. I want that's they their better. That's their deal. Yeah. So, in case you haven't seen it, Ocean's Eleven is the story of Danny Ocean, a divorcee thief recently released from prison with a great big idea. Rob the Bellagio, the Mirage, and the MGM Grand Casinos in Las Vegas all at once. He and his right-hand man, Rusty Ryan, played by Brad Pitt, set about gathering a crew of 11 men with highly specialized skill and no self-regard to pull off the heist. Meanwhile, Danny tries to get back with his wife, Tess, who is currently dating Terry Benedict, coincidentally the owner of all three casinos. An acrobat, elevator lasers, some cheap disguises, and $160 million in cash. Ocean's Eleven. I guess my takeaway after seeing it for the first time is that heists are really fun, you guys. Heists are are a good time. Yeah. Heists are the best. Yeah. Usually when I watch a movie, I try and pick out, like, themes that'll be interesting to talk about or English majory stuff to discuss. I had kind of a lot of trouble doing that with this one. It's just a good time. It's thematically heist. Yeah. Thematically heist. <laughs> Trademark. I had sort of the same problem with Pirates of the Caribbean, but I had more fun with this one than I did with Pirates. And I was, I was thinking about it. I think it might just be that the plot is a lot less convoluted. There's That's no, fair. like, cursed gold or ghosts or anything like that. It's just, we're going to rob these casinos. Let's go do that. And, like, from the very beginning, it's, like, the second scene with um, Danny Ocean. He's just like, I've got a plan, guys. Because <laughs> the first one, he's in jail still. Yeah. And the second one, it's like, I'm going to rob these casinos. And that's all they just do for immediately the... Immediately after getting out of jail. Yeah. That's all they do for the rest he's of the movie. He's had a lot of time to plan. Yeah. 
there's sort of a bit of mystery too that was fun in the way that the heist is revealed like it's a surprise when you realize all the layers of the plan from like filming the fake vault and making benedict think that it was the real one and dressing up as the swat team and all the different things that come together that get revealed sort of as benedict realizes what's yeah, happening I, I really like that layering yeah. aspect of it thinking that the old guy was actually dying <laughs> genuinely concerned and then he shows up later that's yeah, fine fun trivia fact the wig that brad pitt wears as the doctor yeah. is the wig that michael myers used to practice for um austin powers oh interesting the exact same wig it's the same one huh. like just onto from one head onto the other. It's not even like what the internet told me. They sell these wigs in multitudes. <laughs> Each man bought their own separate wig. <laughs> or is it the same wig? I, the internet led me to believe it was the same one. Spooky Just, and weird. It's a lice hazard. Yeah. All right. There's so you get fun. one point. Yeah. No, you can't give out points. You don't have that authority. That's true. It's funny because I just did. <laughs> I get five points. <laughs> you don't have. You don't. You can't. Yes, I can. Kristen, you said yes. that this was one of your favorite movies of it all time. Is why is that? I love heists. I am so impressed. But I do. If I like see a book that's like. It's a heist. I'm like, oh my god. Thematically heist. <laughs> yeah. I read this whole book series. One, because I liked the author. That was a factor, but it was called Heist Society. And I was like, tell me more about this group of cons who want to perform a heist. And then another favorite book is about it. I don't know. I just really like heists. And again, I like how things are revealed gradually. I like the different relationships between the characters. I told my friend that her and I remind me of Danny Ocean and Rusty Ryan, even though neither of us are like the other characters. It's just like the dynamic that they have going on. It's a good time. If one of you was in jail, the other one would come pick you up. Yeah. I do really like the scene where um, Danny Ocean is like, you think we need one more? <laughs> yes, and he's just laying there just staring yeah. at the screen. He's yeah. like, do we need one more? We need one more. And like nothing was ever said. But he, he, I really yeah. like that scene because they're besties for the resty. I know. I, I guess it's also I, fun to say Bellagio. Bellagio. It's Bellagio. a good word. It's a good word. I guess one of the things too that caught my attention watching it was that it didn't seem like there was much in the way of obstacles to this heist. Normally, as somebody who's really into heists, usually something goes wrong, right? Yeah, but like it still comes together and all the different things I read, you're like, oh no. This is crazy, but then you find out that they have, like, not only their A plan and their B plan and their C plan, but, like, all the way through J. Probably not through Z. That's a lot. But I think that's part of the fun of it is, one, the mystery of, like, is this old man dying? And we think yes, but no, it's part of the plan. And then the whole doctor thing related to the man dying. And, God, there was, a, there was a specific example that I thought of. I don't know. I just like it because it makes you think that things are going wrong mm-hmm. and not according to plan. And then you find out that it is part of the plan all along. And then it just makes me very in awe that I'm like, wow, you planned this whole thing and you're like emergency plans. Yeah. Very impressed. Yeah. I think, I think it felt like they just sort of had an A plan and the A plan was really, really good. I mean, he's had a lot of time to think about it. Four years. Four years. a long time. He's just been chilling, mulling it over. Yeah. I think for a heist movie, you have to decide whether you want to go for a movie where the audience knows what the heist is so that you can complicate it. Because if you don't Mm -hmm. know the full plan, a complication could arise and you wouldn't necessarily know it. Yeah. Sure. I bet because we didn't know. Yeah. So, like, Ocean's Eleven shows to reveal the heist over time to, like... bring the audience in on it, sort of. But not in the way that you would have been if it had just been laid out. Like, there are some movies where they're like, okay, here's the plan, guys. So-and-so will go into here. And it's and like a dramatic reenactment of the ideal situation that will happen. Yeah. Right. So that movie is going for the fun and the stress of watching the heist happen 
Wrong. And then watching bad things happen and them trying to salvage whatever they can. Yeah. Ocean's Eleven is about watching a bunch of really smooth people pull be off. smooth. Yes, be very smooth. It and then me... being like, oh, that was their plan. We got fooled. Just like the jerk's name. Terry Benedict. Terry Benedict. Yeah. It's also fun because, like, I first watched it when I was very young because it came out in 2001. So I don't remember when it was, but it's been a favorite for a long time. And it took me several watches, because I was young and dumb as kids are, to realize that, like, the two guys are everywhere. Like, I knew, you know, when they were doing, like, the balloon thing and they were yelling and trying to do it, like, I knew that was them, obviously. But there are times where they're, like, more in the background walking behind people, so you almost don't notice that they're there. The the brothers? Yeah, the brothers. And they're constantly everywhere, all the time. And then I was very impressed. Again, I was young and maybe everyone immediately noticed this but i was like wow they're constantly just like blending into every scene when i first watched it i just didn't understand the plan at all like i got the gist like oh they're at a casino they have these people doing these things to distract people or to like get into the vault or whatever and i was like oh it's fine and then like i watched it again as an adult and could follow the plan a little bit more plus when i was younger i think i was just bored by the men and they're very like <coughs> can you stop <laughs> i think i'm good i'm good carry on <laughs> i was choking thank you for your lack of concern you'd probably be quieter if you were dead we're discussing the movie keep going <laughs> the men were also very quiet and so i couldn't get like the way that George Clooney speaks is wonderful to me now, but as a kid, I was just bored with him. Yeah, because he's just like, you think we need another guy? That's not fun. Yeah, and it's only be like, you think we need another guy? Even Rusty <laughs> is like, not overly energetic, you know? So I just, no, nothing was there to capture my attention. And then when I, was I remember being confused by the reveal at the end that it was a fake setup. Because he, like, swipes his foot away from the money, and he's like, check the security tapes and see if it says Bellagio. And then it didn't. And young me was just like, why doesn't it say it? And they said why. They're like, it's a recording. Went over this head. So, I don't know, like, smaller details I missed, because mm-hmm. I was dumb. But Yeah, it definitely it rewards rewatching. Yeah. And this was, this was one I was actually excited to go back to. Like, there have been a couple of them that I was like... I will rewatch it because I need to come up with some things to talk about. But this one, I was like, "Yes, <laughs> gonna gonna watch some more Ocean's Eleven. See how that goes." You can goes. also watch Twelve and Thirteen and Eight. Eight yeah. is my favorite. Eight is the one with the women. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that does is Tess in that one? No, no. It's just a different group of women. It's just a different group. Sandra of women. Bullock's character is the sister of Danny Ocean. Deborah okay. Ocean. Yeah. Gotcha. And there are some there are some characters who come back from Matt Damon the was movies. supposed to come back. Yeah. They like filmed his scene, but then I guess he said something controversial. I get a half point for this. It's not the movie, but it's a related one. Um, I'm giving out the point, so it's fine. But no, then he said something controversial, so they cut his scene out. Uh-oh. But he was supposed to make an appearance okay. in Ocean's Eight. It's a shame that he said something controversial. That makes me sad. I'm bummed. Your fact bummed me out. I don't think it was, like, big controversial, but they're covering their bases. Okay. Would you like a happier Matt yeah, Damon fact? <laughs> I would. Apparently, Matt Damon was so good at picking pockets that when he steals somebody's wallet on the L, when he first introduced to his character, they had to slow the footage down so you could actually see him take the wallet. Because <laughs> he was just like... Goals, man. That's how you pick <laughs> that exact make, motion you make and the sound, sound effects. <laughs> the sound effects, the knot, don't even try to like put it in a concealed spot just across your face. Yeah. Like if they see that you have it, you're like, well, nothing I can do about it. It's mine now. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. I want to be a good pickpocketer. Every Anytime I watch any heist thing or read it, I'm like, I need to practice my pickpocketing. There does always seem to be at least one pickpocket involved in a heist. Yeah. It yeah. is a very useful skill. There's always a lock person. There's Which makes sense, person. but like... Most things that you want to steal are locked. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> most times. There's a, a stage magician who's like a fantastic pickpocket. It's mm-hmm. most of his show that I've watched. I think his name is Apollo something. But, 13. Uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, go ahead and look that up on YouTube, people at home. 
Apollo, the pickpocket guy. <laughs> it's really good. He'll like change parts of his costume and stuff too, mm-hmm. and like it's just so fast that, you, and he's misdirecting you so well that you don't even notice until he draws attention to it. <laughs> it's really fantastic. Yeah. New hobby. Yeah. I wish there were some sort of like school one could go to to learn how to pick people's pockets. There is, but it's like a secret society and you have to be invited. You have to be a good pickpocketer. Oh, my brother used to wear these gigantic pants with like gigantic like man pockets and has a gigantic man wallet, so I would take it from him at every chance I could get. It made him very paranoid. Was it successful? Um, several times it was. Okay. Yeah. And then he'd get really mad at me and I'd give it back, and then he'd not, he'd never turn his back to me for a while. <laughs> he'd just like back out of rooms. <laughs> so I couldn't grab his wallet. But yeah, it's so fun. If you've never actually tried to pick somebody's pocket, I suggest children, picking somebody's pocket. <laughs> children listening at home. <laughs> Don't do this. No, definitely do this. It's really so great. Good- movie is um focus it has margot robbie and will smith and i like it a lot and they are con people and i'm always so impressed because margot robbie's character says that she likes to take people's watches and i never understand in movies like what like me trying to take off my own watch is exhausting so i can't imagine someone else not only like doing that quickly but in a way that a person doesn't notice. So I'm very impressed with, like, watch pickpocketing. That's, that's weight leaving your wrist. Yeah. Like, I would yeah. feel this leaving my wrist. Especially, too, because, like, that has a one. buckle, so mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't work. But they're always, like, the fancy ones that have, like, clips. Like, yeah. my dad's one. My yeah. dad's watch does that. Except because they're the fancy one with clips, again, they're, like, even more weight. Yeah. Those always get stuck on my little arm hairs, and it hurts yeah. a lot. So how do you get that off without yeah. the arm hairs? I don't know. Yeah. Apollo does a lot of watch pickpocketing. Okay. I know. And belts. He can take somebody's belt off. What? Yeah. I know the trick to all these is to like touch them somewhere else yeah. and then they're focused on that instead of wherever you're taking you, something from them. You touch them somewhere else and you also like put some extra pressure like if you know for like the watch or whatever you yeah. can put some pressure on it so it feels like the watch is still there while you're quickly undoing yeah. the buckle or whatever. But how do you take a person's that's very, it's very Ask impressive. Matt Matthew, <laughs> I would like to call you if you're listening. You're still grounded from that maybe controversial thing maybe you said. Maybe controversial thing you possibly said. I don't recall. But if you want to smooth things over, give teach me, me how to steal lessons. things. All there's gotta be forgiven. some. There's gotta be some guy in Hollywood who that's just his job. It's just like right. teaching celebrities how to. For these movies, he's got to be like, you got to be able to do it. For the movies. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah, they can't see that. Finger guns. (laughs) I thought you were going to say finger guns. And I'm like, this is an idiot. Those aren't guns. Those are quotes. That's a finger gun. Okay, hear that one. There's no noise for the quotes. That's why I said I'm doing finger quotes. Why do you criticize everything I do? I hate you. God. Okay, so what is it about watching people steal things that's so much fun? Wishing I could do it and being like, how did you do it? Like the heist itself takes so much planning. And like I said, you don't have to have like an, or you can't just have like an A plan and a B plan. You have to be like, be prepared for all these different things. But again, it's just like real good competency, competency, yeah. competency. And it's just fun. It's like, it's such a power move. I barely have the confidence to ask for things, so I can't (laughs) imagine having the confidence to just take Take something from somebody and then walk away. Like, I also can't imagine having this, like, the self-esteem to just be like, I did this, I don't need to tell anyone. I feel like if I did it successfully, it'd be like, hey, I took your wallet, (laughs) idiot. (laughs) Just, like, run away, and I'd ruin everything. Yeah. Just be filming it for... Twitter. Yeah. Be like, look at this, Apollo, the pickpocket guy. You impressed? I hope that's his actual name now that I talk it's about it so confidently. Drastically different, like Barry. <laughs> Chuck. Um, yeah, I think, I think the competency is definitely part of it. I really like watching YouTube videos of people who are really good at stuff. 
just like whatever it is, even stuff that I'd never really thought about previously. Okay. Like I spent a lot of time. Did you see the the archer guy? There's some there's some guy who got really into um, learning ancient techniques of archery. Okay. And he can like run around and jump in the air and shoot like three arrows before he lands again. I feel like I maybe oh heard of that. Like, so cool. Like shoot, like hold the bow with his foot and like shoot stuff. Okay. How many toes did he almost lose before he, like, mastered that? I don't know. I, he, he seemed to have all of them. They're mm-hmm. useful, I'm sure, for doing the bow stuff yeah. with your foot. But, like, that's, that's great. I like watching, even, like, I'm not that into sports, but even watching sports highlights, if somebody on Twitter is like, look at this amazing catch, I'm like... I'll click that video. <laughs> Watching people well. being good at things. Yeah. No, the sports ones, not even like them doing their respective sport, but for me, it's like, have you seen the things of like football players who jump out of pools? Yeah. Like they're in the water and then they jump like three or four feet onto the cement and they just do it. And every time I see yeah. it, I'm like, that's such oh a specific God. video. Have you ever watched football players jump out of pools? <laughs> I don't think I've, seen I've them jump watched out a of lot pools. of them. <laughs> I don't think I've watched them jump out of pools, but I have watched them do the thing where, like, they, they start from a squat and then they leap onto something. Like, it's like, here's a table stacked on top of a table. And, like, like, this guy just jumps onto it. Next time you're in a pool, just, like, pretend like you're going to jump onto anything and be yeah. like, wow, this is super difficult because water. Yeah. So not only are you jumping high, but, like, oh, God, I'm going to look one up. I'm going to look one up. Yeah. I won't do that. We're doing it. We're, we're busy. <laughs> Remember when you tried to jump onto that thing at the gym and you hurt your shin? Yeah. I fell. <laughs> like, my foot was, was on there and then it just, you didn't even see it. I did. I was there. Yeah, you were there. And then you looked over and I said, I fell. And I said, oh, I wasn't watching. <laughs> no, my foot landed and then immediately slipped off and I whacked my shin. I think it's permanently dented. It hurt. For a long time, and then for a while it did that thing. I don't remember, but (laughs) then it did the thing. I think it's my left one. It's like if I feel it. We're we're inspecting Kristen's shins for dents at the moment. I'm inspecting my shins. We're just watching her. Don't watch us. It's weird. It was my left one. I don't know. And then did the thing for a while. We're like, if it was humid or if it was going to rain, my leg would hurt, like how grandmothers (laughs) feel. (laughs) It's better now, but it's been like. A year and a half or two years. Would it help if I kicked one real hard? Both of them real hard to see which one hurts more. Yes, if I can kick you very hard in return. I'm not the one whose shin we're testing. Aren't we? No. You said you had a shin injury. (laughs) You have a shin injury. No. Do I get a point? No. Do I? You're getting a point. You're in the hole now. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be in the hole. I'm not a football player. I can't jump out of it. <laughs> Watch enough YouTube videos and maybe you too can jump out of holes and pools. <laughs> don't let your dreams be dreams. I'm going to learn how to pickpocket. God. That's gonna be that's gonna be my goal for twenty five. I'm gonna learn for the pickpocket. Ask for pickpocket stuff. Yeah, when I was little, I'd ask for spy stuff. I know that's what I was. That's what I was. Oh, okay. I've, I've been working on this is episode eight. I've still been editing episode one, <laughs> where Kristen talks about spy stuff for the first time. So I've spent a lot of Bring time. Bring it back. I've spent a lot of time with Kristen and her what spy stuff. Fir- what was the first movie we watched? Legally, Legally Bond. Bond. Why was spy stuff coming up? Well, the first episode was us talking about what movies we should Um, watch, and I think Spy Kids came up. Yes. Okay, that's fair. It's totally acceptable for you to not remember that, because that was back in February. That was many moons ago. (laughs) Which I also realized as I was editing it, it's like, man, I've not been working on this for a while, huh? I've just been hoarding them. Yeah. So is there also, like, some aspect of sticking it to the man with a heist film? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, think so? they're stealing from casinos, which are renowned for taking all of your money. Right. And, like, stacking the cards against you. The house always wins. There are no clocks. It's dark. Terry Benedict is an asshole, even if he wasn't dating uh, Danny Ocean's ex-wife. And you really hate saying Tess Ocean, don't you? <laughs> even if he wasn't dating Tess Ocean... 
She tests Benedict. They're not married, right? They're not married. They're just, they're just they're, dating. They're just dating. Then Tess, unknown maiden name. I can't remember what I was saying now. Oh, because Terry, Terry's, a, a, Terry's a jerk, yeah. so it's okay to steal from him. But like, 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 and stealing from a casino isn't like it makes so much hurting money, anyone. Fine. Yeah, I mean, I guess if somebody else in the casino makes it big that night, then maybe there's not enough money in the vault now to pay that person. But they'll get the money to pay that person. It's not a huge. I feel like they have to do like an IOU situation. But they, but that would be fine, you know. Yeah, like the person legally, still gets the money. Yeah, and I'm sure the casino's like insured or whatever. Right. So ultimately, nobody really gets hurt, and we just get to see a lot of cool guys do a fun, impossible thing. I think it's also like so many heists are like this is impossible. So it's it's watching. People do the impossible. That's also really fun. Yeah, I think I think I agree with that. There's so many ridiculous things that have to go into the plan. Like, what's your favorite part of the plan? Mine personally, I love the pinch, the giant EMP device. Yeah, that it just it looks so stupid. <laughs> it's just like science, and like I don't have any idea how it's even supposed to work, but it's such a great prop, like this lime green liquid around this big coil thing stuffed and in the back like, of a van. they steal from some university and Matt Damon has yeah. it the all California up. Institute of Advanced Science. <laughs> and it's like the only thing yeah. they can use. And he yeah. just knows about it. He just knows it's there. Yeah, yeah. So they drive from Vegas to California to steal this ridiculous thing. I love it so much. And then like it works perfectly and blows the van up for some reason and knocks out power to the whole city. I don't know. That was that's my favorite part of the plan. I like the SWAT team part. I think I, the SWAT team slash recording thing is. I just really like when Brad Pitt calls Terry Benedict and is like, "You can," or and he's lying, obviously, but he's like, "We're only taking half the money, so you can lose half of your profits privately or all of it publicly." And I just love because it's such a power move. Because not only are they stealing from him, they are drawing attention to the fact that they are stealing from him. And he just says everything so smoothly that I'm like, "I will give you my money. It's fine." And isn't he talking to Tess at the same time, too? Because he yeah. runs yeah. into Tess and he just puts that, his hand over the phone. Like, no, that doesn't work. <laughs> like, no, you have to, like, fine. hold it really far away <laughs> for them not to hear you doing it. Phones from 2001, Hallie. Mm. They're not, like, high-tech. That's a good point. So, That's true. I just, like, more so the little things like that and how everyone has to fake things. Like, when Matt Damon pretends to be... The, the guy from the gaming board or whatever. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just, I don't know, I find that whole thing very funny. It's the smooth talking things. Because that's what, that's, that's the key to a good heist. I do Smoothness. really Smoothness. like um, Rusty's speech that he gives when he's training Matt Damon for that role. Where he's like, you have oh, to yeah. have, have them like you but forget you as soon as you yes. turn your back. Because it's all these like really contradictory things, and he's saying them in such rapid succession that Matt Damon's just like, and the suit is just like a little bit too big for him too. It's, it's great. It's I mean, like in Gone Girl, where what's his face is throwing the gummy bears. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love it when mm-hmm. people just tell you things and yeah. order you around. That sounds smart. Yeah. yeah. Also, I still really like going back to pickpocketing. How Danny has his hand on something or other. I don't remember what the sheet of paper is. And then he, like, says something to the waiter or the waitress, and then he looks back down and the paper is gone. Oh, and Matt Damon is, yeah. yeah, and Matt Damon's holding it, and he's like, oh my god, that was amazing. And I'm like, how did he do that? It's crazy. That was the best lift you've done all day. All day. Yeah. That's what he said. I'm that is what sure. he said. I like, I like the... Or it's like, that's what I've seen you do all day. Yeah, maybe. Something like that. Yeah. I like the, the small, like, sub-theme of Danny sticking stuff in people's pockets. Like when he when he slips Matt Damon the business card mm. and then puts the cell phone in Tess's pocket mm-hmm. and and Tess like realizes that later that and she's like I don't have a phone but it's yeah. ringing anyway right it's a good time yeah all those all those little things are real good I'm into them too you gotta have the batteries does it does it matter to you this is also a point by the way okay <laughs> does it matter to you. That the entire premise of the movie, that casinos have to keep cash on hand in the vault for each chip they have, isn't true. 
That's not true. Learning that now, does that bother you? Not really. No. And, because and, I feel like even if it's wrong, I feel like you can get away with it because it's a fancy schmancy fight night thing. So maybe you can just say they have special different rules for these fight night events. It sounds like it could be a law. Yeah, it, it sounds like it could be. And it's not like for every chip we have out, we have to have four chickens in the casino. That's, that's, <laughs> that's the rule. That's the in law. which case you'd be like, hmm, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. But this one sounds like it. would make for a better heist, though. It would be. But so many chickens. Yeah. Apparently, this is also from the internet, so who knows if it's actually true. But casinos keep their cash on hand to a minimum. But the whole movie doesn't work if there's not, like, a giant stack yeah. of cash in the vault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it bothered me or not, but it was one of those things that, like, I sort of... Everybody's so straightforward about it in the movie. Like, this is just the premise of the thing, and it's going to happen. It's the smooth so, talking. You yeah. just believe what they're saying. I believe it. But then, it, in the world of the movie, it actually happens that way. I think that's... I think ultimately it came down on the side of, like, not being that bothered by it. Because, like, there's a lot of impossible things that are happening in the it movie. It feels more believable to me than the pinch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, if I'm going to buy that they're using this pinch to cut the power and then do all the things that they're doing, I can buy that the casino has a lot of money due to yeah. a law that sounds like a reasonable thing. I think I always was just like, why... I get that they're all owned by Terry Benedict, and it's supposed to be, like, one of the greatest vaults, but why do they keep all the money in one spot? Like, why are you putting all your eggs in one basket? I know it hasn't been done before, so, like, it's fine. But, oh, that was another thing I meant to look up, because they're like, no. When they were telling the stories of, like, the three different people who had tried to rob casinos. Oh, yeah. I was going to look up and see if that was true. But I did not, because I forgot. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't look that up either. It was not one of... I have one more piece of trivia that we'll get to in a second. Do you have a favorite out of the 11? Rusty. Rusty. Probably Rusty. Why is that? One, the smooth talking. And two, I love that he's just eating all the time. It's the eating. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's the eating. It makes things very relatable. Relatable. Also, something about, I don't know why, but the way he, like, crunches the burger wrapper at the end of the movie, I'm always like, it's just very satisfying sounds. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks really good. I wish I didn't agree with you, but I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's really upsetting that we are agreeing so passionately about the way he crinkles that yeah. burger wrapper, but like <laughs> the standards are not high. No. <laughs> the bar is so low. You just have to crinkle a burger wrapper just right. And Hallie and I are like, yeah, that works. Um probably Rusty. And I like um the the guy with all the glasses. So I like how he asked Matt Damon. He's like, oh, you're so-and-so's kid from Chicago? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, get in the house. Right. <laughs> because oh, he's yeah. Like, the, the guy that owned the other casino. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Danny's like, you don't have to do this if you're not comfortable. But the plan is going to be, like, you can't leave after we tell you the plan. Yeah. He's trying to get out of it. He's like, get in the house. Get in the house. Really, like, he's bullied into it. Yeah. yeah. I do like, I like Saul a lot, too. Saul oh, is the yeah. old guy, right? Yeah. I like him very much. And I liked, he gets, um. He gets the best suits. He does, because he's... What is his fake name? Ziv something. In what country does he say he's from? I think he's just supposed to be European of some kind. Okay. He's a European arms dealer. What uh, accent was he going for? That's like Man, like we don't Eastern know any European. Okay. I, did, I liked I did him read that sure. apparently Don Cheadle's accent, his Cockney accent, is one of the worst accents ever put to film. <laughs> that doesn't <laughs> which, surprise me. Which didn't, like, I don't I don't actually know what a Cockney accent is supposed to sound mm-hmm. like. I just kind of rolled with it. It's it's the over-the-top British ones. Right. Have you seen right. the newest Mary Poppins? I haven't. I don't know. Those are just... Mm, Where would he have seen the newest Mary Poppins? Maybe you like Emily Blunt or Lin-Manuel Miranda. Or Mary Poppins. I haven't seen it. But Lin-Manuel Miranda does a very, very Cockney, Cockney accent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I like Saul. I like Saul. I like Don Cheadle's character because he always... Basher. Yeah, Basher. He's just blowing stuff up, and then when they blow up the police car, when Brad Pitt, like, sneaks him off, he just, like, runs away, but so happily. Like, yeah. there's pure joy. He really loves in his, his heart. Yeah. And he's just having fun. And then when things go wrong, just the way he says it really amuses me. Yeah. 
I think my favorite is the amazing Yen. I love him. Okay. And he only really has one thing to do, but but he doesn't. But know. watching him backflip into sitting on top of that thing is so great. <laughs> it's very satisfying. <laughs> it's like his his one thing, but I'm really into it. Even when, like, in the actual thing, he, like, goes over and has to catch himself. That's even slightly more impressive. Yeah. But he, <laughs> he, jumped, he, like, he jumped so far. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that you hate when he slides into the cart. I hate it. I hate it so oh, much. Oh, I love it. I'm no. just like, wow, so bendy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Not is my last no. piece of trivia, is that the Ocean series is the only... The only series of movies that he's ever been in. He's just a professional acrobat and huh. contortionist who happened to be in this incredibly big franchise. Good I love him. that though because that means that they like went out and they found an acrobat. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yo, you want to be in a movie? I guess and he's he's, like, he's yeah, like, sure. like fairly well known in China, but he's just that's just what he does. That's his thing. That's cool. But he's been in I think all of the Ocean's movies. Oh, although I, I hate the part where his hand wrapping stuff is stuck and he's trying to pull it out. Only because it makes me think of, like, have you ever, like, pulled the cotton off the tip of a Q-tip? Yes. I hate it. It's, like, the worst <laughs> thing in the world. And I'm just like, God, it's the same thing. And I just imagine, like, the feeling of it and the sound of it isn't good. Also, he's very close to being blown up and losing his hand. Yeah, it's true. But just, like, the act of him pulling it out, I don't like it. Balances out his just it's okay. bendy slide into the into the cube. How how does it balance out his bendy slide? Because it's really impressive. They can just bendy slide into the cube. And it's not impressive. No, it is impressive, but it upsets me. Okay. And the other one doesn't upset me. That's the balance. Also, I like that he speaks. I assume Chinese. I don't actually know. And then again, Rusty just like responds immediately. He just knows. Rusty knows. I'm like, okay, that's cool, Rusty. Yeah. yeah. I would give you my heart. <laughs> and everything else. I also like that Rusty sort of found a legitimate job to do, like, in the meantime, between, yeah. between like, illegal jobs. Yeah. And, you can, and I love how frustrated he gets at the beginning with all the celebrities who are bad at poker. Yeah. Topher Grace is great in that movie, just as a side. I thought it was very fun, because side didn't down. A Walk to Remember come out in 2001? Maybe. I don't know. In which case, like, all the people who saw A Walk to Remember and then saw Ocean's Eleven were probably like, oh my god, it's Landon. Like, I was like, oh my god, it's Landon. And it's been years. I don't know what that is. Of course you don't <laughs> know what it is. But I just like it because it's, like, two completely different genres. And, of course, he's playing himself here instead of a character. Mm-hmm. It was a very big movie. Okay. You can also verify this by the fact that you hear children named Landon all the time now, and I'm convinced it's because of that movie. I do know a child named Landon, yeah. Ask that child's parent if they watched A Walk to Remember, and oh. if that had an influence on their naming. It's my, uh, my brother's ex's child, and I do not want to talk to her ever again <laughs> if I can help it. You are going to have to do it anyway. It's for science. Okay. Well, if we ever run into each other, I Ms. will... Ms. you seen A Walk to Remember? Yeah, everybody in that poker game is apparently somebody famous. Yes. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know that, but the internet told me that. Yeah, it had the guy yeah. from Dawson's Creek, and then it had Landon, and then it had Topher Grace, and it had Holly Montgomery. That's not her name. Holly something or other. And she was on Charmed, and later on, on Pretty Little Liars. That's the fun thing about when you know the celebrities, yeah. <laughs> you see them, and then you're like, wow, that's Landon from a lot to remember. Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> that's Piper from Charlie's. That's Pacey from Dawson's Creek. That's Eric Foreman from that 70s show. Yeah, that's as deep as my celebrity recognition goes. Because Brad Pitt always sort of looks like Brad Pitt. Everyone knows Brad Pitt, though. Right. He doesn't look much. When he wears the wig, though, I was. it took me... A little while to be like, oh, that's Brad Pitt still. He's got the wig on, he's got the glasses. It's too much for you. Apparently. You would be fooled by Clark Kent's disguise. <laughs> Very easily. But apparently, he wore that disguise around the casino mm-hmm. for like 20, 30 minutes, and nobody recognized him. And it was really satisfying for him yeah. to wander around in a disguise and have nobody be like, oh my god, it's Brad Pitt. It's crazy. So. I saw a thing about. Uh, not the only one fooled by that. Who who played Brandon Ruth? 
That's his name. When they were filming the Superman movie, there was like a cafe nearby, and when he went dressed as Superman, everyone obviously knew him. When he went dressed as Clark Kent, no one knew who he was, and people are like, yeah, this definitely checks out. People don't know. And then there are stories of like, Dolly Parton was entering like a Dolly Parton lookalike contest, and didn't even make the top three. Because everyone's like, I've you fool. That. I've heard that. It's just, either you gotta be around a bunch of people who look like you, or you just gotta do a real simple thing. Just some glasses and a wig. Yeah. Yeah, it's enough for me. It's enough for you. It wasn't enough for you during Gone Girl. Yeah. I'm just gonna point she changed out. her hair and put on some sunglasses, and you were like, wow, bogus disguise. She does. I mean... She cuts it, she dyes it. Yeah. She beats her eye with a hammer, wears completely different clothing. She did still... Maybe maybe it was because it was part of the same movie and I, like, watched her put the disguise on. She didn't just, like, okay. show up like that. I think if I saw pictures of them side by side, I might not have known they were the okay. same person, though. So it's that almost like you're struggling with, like, object permanence yeah, in a way. <laughs> They're like the people who can't recognize like faces. Face, face blindness. Yeah. Yeah. Just read a book where a person had that. Crazy. What's it? Brian Cranston? I know him as Walt from Breaking Bad, okay. but in any other, like, now that he has hair again and doesn't wear glasses, it's just like, I literally never seen this man before in my life. He's hell with Malcolm in the Middle. I, know. I love Malcolm I know in the Middle. I know that as well, but okay. I saw a picture of him and didn't realize it was the same person. You should have. I should have, but... He, he he commits to Walter White and he looks different. George Clooney always looks like George Clooney, though. You like, cannot disguise George Clooney. Yeah. No. Yeah, and Brad Pitt mostly always looks like Brad Pitt. He had long hair for a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like uh, Circle World War Z. Good times. Yeah. And like before that, when he was first in the 90s or whatever, I think he had some long hair. But like the short spiky thing, he looks like that in Fight Club too, I think. I've not seen Fight Club. Have you seen pictures of him in Fight Club? Yes. Okay. That's what I'm... That's, he well, looks like that like for the, the whole movie. 2000s. That's, yeah. that's, that's the just how, they that's how people do. Short and spiky. How people do. Yeah. Yeah. I also wanted to talk about Tess a bit. Because she feels... I, I think she felt more to me like an object to be stolen as well. Yee more than a person. Yep. <laughs> do you want it? Do you want to elaborate I on that? I also didn't no. like the way that I said that. I don't know why it came out that way. It just did. I, I, I just... It seems to me like she had valid reasons for leaving Danny Ocean. Because yes. he's with her at the restaurant and, and he's like, does does Terry do this for you? And she's like... Does it make you doesn't laugh? Break. Yeah. It doesn't make me cry. Like, it's fair. Like, Terry is also terrible. Yes. But terrible Terry. Yeah, there you go. But like and it doesn't it doesn't seem like he the closest he gets to acknowledging that maybe they shouldn't be together is when he's like, if you really love him and you move down, I can accept that, but if you still have feelings for me, blah blah blah. So it, he never takes ownership of the fact that he was the reason she divorced him. And she divorces him because he's into crime, so then he commits a bigger crime, and then she goes with him at the end. Right. And that, it just, it really, it bugs me. The thing is, if he had done something, because the whole thing was that he proved that Terry did not care as deeply as he should, he chose the money over Tess. Right. He did not do something that specifically showed that he cared about Tess, though. It's like, okay... She's fine leaving Terry. That doesn't necessarily mean she should go back to you. I'm sure it's all the talks, though. Danny got in the head. I mean, yeah, he can do that. Yeah. I would believe it. I mean, like, George Clooney plans a heist. You can only resist so much. I get it. <laughs> a heist for you. A heist for basically. you. So, like, I get yeah. it. You know, it's a whirlwind romantic gesture, I guess. But... Would you not be swooned if someone said, I robbed three casinos for That's you? That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe I would. I don't know. It's never happened. So I have no way of knowing. But but Tess just kind of feels like it's in, like, if she wasn't in the movie, I would still be invested. 
in the heist succeeding. Yeah. Especially if it was just still Terry being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you could easily say, have it just be like, Terry's with Tess, and that's why Danny is doing this, and you don't actually need to see Tess. Yeah. Or like, I don't know, a lot of the... The funding all came from, I think his name is Elliot, the guy with the glasses Mm -hmm. who owns the other casino. And I think that just having him as, like, the way that they get the heist off the ground rather than, like, the motivation. Like, if the motivation were just the money Mm -hmm. instead of Tess, like, they still have the guy that has the money and they've got all these other things that make the plan work Mm -hmm. rather than this the romantic subplot. And I'm not saying that, like... You, I mean, you I, said I, that, but I'm agreeing with you. No, 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 oh, I know. But, like, I, I am okay with heists having, like, an extra, like, personal element to them because I mm-hmm. think that's fun and adds more human stakes than just the money. I just don't think it works in Tess's case. I don't think Tess adds that for me. She I just feels very stale. A fun additional subplot, though, of when Matt Damon is briefly following around George Clooney... Because Rusty told him to, and I'm like, oh, they're turning on each other. Not really, because they don't, like, hate him now, but... Because yeah. they're spending so much time planning this for other people that it was fun to see them do it to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's never really any payoff from when Rusty's like, Danny, you're out. And, like, kicks him off the job mm-hmm. because he's too invested with Tess. And then he just, like, winds up back in the elevator and, like... I thought that was all part of the plan. It was all part of the plan? Yeah, because Matt Damon was Fooled like... me. Well, they, they say it, though. Matt Damon's like, so what about all this? And he was like, oh, we had to have some fun. Yeah, I must have missed and I that think twice. To force Matt Damon into the role, too, Yeah, because okay. he like didn't want to be part of the heist, but I think yeah. they thought if we if we kick Danny Ocean out and he becomes a necessary part of it, he'll yeah. step up and do his Got it. shtick. And he did. Makes sense. And then that leaves Danny Ocean accounted for... In the beat-em-up room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In the world of the movie, it does feel like there's only two men Tess can possibly wind up with. But, like, in the real world, she could be with someone who's not a thief or a jerk. <laughs> right. She could, like, she didn't have to wait the four to six months for Danny to get out on his second But as role. mentioned, the idea of being, like, a pickpocket and a really good thief is very alluring. I mean, like... So why not? I don't know. And I guess if they had reiterated at all, like... You still have feelings for me. We can still make this work. If they had hinted that she left him for a reason besides his illicit activities. Well, she said something like, you lied and you stole. And he said, I only did one of those things. Yeah. So well, he, he said he says something like, I only lied about being a thief. Yeah. Which but, still, he's still, he's still thieving. Yeah. So maybe it's just... But. If he's being honest about it, she's cool with it. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> pretty just, just don't, just don't, just don't lie to me about your heist in maybe. the future. Like it's just, it's, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it still seemed like there was definitely something there, but she goes immediately back to him, yeah. and I'm like, mm, do know. the whole eat, pray, love thing. You were in that movie. Just go find yourself, <laughs> and then come back and be like, yeah. you still thieving? Do I still want to be with you? Yeah. I mean, I guess to me it feels like she must obviously still have feelings for Danny the whole time, but the movie doesn't do a great job with like establishing exactly. That. Yeah, like I get what they're going for, so yeah. I, but they're just they're they're like butting heads the whole time, and then she sees the video mm-hmm. of Terry saying that he'd rather have his money than Tess, and then it's that she just like immediately goes back to Danny, and there's not a a period of her being like oh, but no, I really love him, or, I don't know, some sort of reflection on what she wants out of yeah. her life. It's and just like, now Danny's the, I don't know, the heist has gone off without a hitch, and now she's been one or something. Right. Yeah. It, yeah. I don't know. I just wasn't sure if there was something more to her character that I was missing. I, I think in the other movies she might be invested a bit more, or involved a bit more, but it seems like now she's more of just a plot point. Okay. Just a bummer. She doesn't seem happy with Terry either. No. Which, how can you be? He sucks. So, like, I kind of wish they. It seems like she's put in situations and rarely reacts to them. Mm. Which. The only time it seemed like she was 
maybe happy with him was when she turned around at the restaurant thinking it was him and she was yeah. like oh you were two minutes late I was about to like call a search party or something and then it was Danny because she seemed like she was like smiling not like oh, you're two minutes late right. so I believe that she liked being with him but he's Terry so he sucks yeah but other than that yeah I do I don't know I like that she was very straightforward with Danny Mm-hmm. And then she talked to Terry, and I was like, you should know, of all people, that there's always someone watching. Yeah. Like that. She's not afraid to tell people what she thinks. Like that. Yeah. She's got positive qualities. Yeah, she and, um... Aside from Tess Ocean as a name. Yeah. Yeah, she's kind of... That's... Mm. Yeah, Julia, Julia Roberts and George Clooney, as, like, a couple that's fighting, were, like, really good together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll admit that. Yeah. So that was that was some good casting at the very least. But yeah, does does she become more of a a person in twelve and thirteen? I don't remember twelve and thirteen because okay. I think I saw them and was like, mm, not Ocean Ocean's Eleven. Okay. I don't think she's in them, is she? I think she's in at least twelve, maybe okay. not thirteen. So those were, like I said, I most of my reaction to this movie was just like, what a fun time. <laughs> those were. Most of the things I had to talk about, is there anything that you two wanted to discuss? Kristen, your favorite movie of all time? It's just fun. And I <laughs> like it. And, and that's... See? She's in the set. She's in Ocean's 12. Yeah. Okay. I did not see her listed for Ocean's 13, though. Eddie Izzard. Oh, Eddie Izzard is in 13? Yeah. He's great. You gotta watch 12 so you can get to 13. That's true. Oh my god. Someone plays a person named Debbie in Ocean's 13. Are we supposed to have met his sister before? Because she looks not like Sandra Bullock, but not unlike Sandra Bullock. Like, they could they could pass that off, you know? Yeah. It doesn't say Debbie Ocean, so my guess is that she's like just Debbie. a... Like a, like a cashier they named just, or something. Just a different Debbie. That's not an uncommon mm, I just... I love Ocean's Eleven. For all the reasons people should love Ocean's Eleven. It's a good time. It is a good time. Lots of fun. Lots of joy. Lots of Brad Pitt eating things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then crumpling the wrapper. Oh yeah, that was another thing I read about, is that apparently that was Brad Pitt's idea as he was... You said that. Or did I you did. say that? I said that after we watched it. Oh. No, you said when we picked it. I think I had also read oh, about did I? it. Yeah, because I was oh. like, Brad Pitt's always eating, and you're like, I was going to say that. Yeah, because he said his character would never have time to like sit down and make something or eat, so he's always grabbing on something on the go whenever yeah. he's at a new place. Okay, well, I, sorry, I didn't mean to steal your point. You can get the point for that one. I got my point. And I, I get a point, point for being a good person to point it out. I'm up to no. 30 now. You've <laughs> <laughs> been stealing points from the till. Yeah. The point. This is a movie all about stealing. Of course I'm stealing points. There's also, apparently, according to Wikipedia, there's a Japanese musical version of the movie. Oh my god! And a Bollywood version. I didn't know that. I don't care that much about watching the original, but like those two. (laughs) I'll I'll look into it. Yeah, so if you're interested in some more Ocean's Eleven action... Head it over to the Ocean's Eleven Wikipedia page under other adaptations, and it'll uh, it'll point you in the right direction. Fantastic. So we decided we were going to do something different this time with the movie, and rather than just looking through the list and picking one, Kristen and Hallie want to quiz me on what I think the plot of a movie or two is going to be, and then I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> But we're going to pick based on the plot. Whichever one is right. more hilarious whichever, yeah. wrong. Whichever one or, is... Which, based on, based on our arbitrary wins. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the two movies that we've picked are Zootopia and Zoolander. It didn't go alphabetically there. Yeah. Well, that's that a real easy one. it was a lie earlier. I just okay. like Howie better. That's... Doesn't everybody? No. Anyway, describe the movies. Go. Okay. So, I don't know even know which one to start with. I, I know... I think Zoolander has something to do with models. Like, they're all male models, right? Maybe? We can neither confirm nor deny the yeah. accuracy of your guesses slash statements until the end. 
Right. I think I think there's like three of them, and one of them is Ben Stiller, and one of them is that guy whose name I'm forgetting right now. Kevin. Will Ferrell, I think, is also in Zoolander. I'm getting skeptical looks, so maybe he's not. But they're all male models, and there's some sort of fashion show, or they're designers for the fashion show, and they're all in some sort of competition with each other. That's what I know about Zoolander. Okay, what do you know about Zootopia? The bunny's a cop. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a hot tiger on a bus. (laughs) We're gonna do Zootopia. It's been the bunnies a cop and hot tiger. It's not much to go on, but it's enough. It's all you need. It's really the basis of the movie. Okay. Bunny's a cop. The hot tiger on a bus. Hot tiger makes the movie. Alright, so Zootopia it is. Tune in next time. And um, thanks for listening. For Hallie and Kristen, this is David. Goodbye. Bye. We want to meet for Hallie and Kristen. This He's is saying David. goodbye for us. Oh, okay. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. I'm fluent in German.